When we share someone's story here on The Diaries, the episode might end, but their story doesn't. So many of the people we've talked to, they've gone on to do incredible things. They have epic adventures and make significant impacts in our community. Over on Diaries Plus, we're catching up with some of our former guests to see what they've been up to. I recently sat down with Connor Ryan, a Lakota professional skier from our Sacred Slopes episode, who's been knocking out groundbreaking projects ever since the episode aired. It's really incredible. We had a great discussion about the impacts he's made, what keeps his fire burning, and taking ski lessons as a pro skier. Here's a snippet of the conversation. All the source of joy that I use to fill my cup to be out in the world doing positive things comes from my relationship to the outdoors. And so I've really focused on like, wow, like there's so much power if I can give one person the relationship to the outdoors that that I have through skiing. And maybe that will have as profound of an effect on them as it's had on me. To listen to the full episode, use the link in the show notes to subscribe to Diaries Plus today. Yeah, you get more shows, but you also have a peace of mind of powering what's out there right now, keeping us moving forward, keeping this community together. So thank you for everyone who supported and everyone who's going to support. We appreciate it. We met on June 12th, 2018 in a Safeway parking lot. As far as first impressions go, she was sassy, smart, and edgy. It took me just three minutes to decide for sure I wanted this girl in my life. Somehow, I knew that this ordinary Safeway parking lot would gift me an extraordinary friendship, one that would span states, mountains, and seasons. Susie and I quickly became inseparable. Where one wandered, the other trailed not too far behind. Spoiler alert, I'm always the one that's behind, usually by at least two minutes. Susie would drag me out the door, pull me onto a trail, and into the mountains. Her infectious passion for all things adventure catalyzed so many of our best memories. From paddling through the red walls of the Labyrinth Canyon, to peering down a couloir in the San Juan Mountains, to the countless puddle-pounding runs through Snoqualmie Pass, Susie led every charge with a huge smile. And to this day, Susie and I exist in this rhythm. Susie, always aching to go, and me, gradually finding my beat while chasing after her. At the end of each bike ride, ski tour, or run, I tell Susie, thank you for bringing me with you. I am so grateful for her nudges to move. I think without them, I'd lose sight of the real things. And that scares me more than anything. In March 2020, my life shifted. I was now navigating a first grade classroom via Zoom. What seemed like a small pivot quickly became my new reality. My students felt so far away. I felt so far away. My daily life oscillated between fearing the unpredictability of the future and mindlessly moving through my mundane routine. I have always carried the weight of anxiety. 
Anxiety's heavy weight has rested on my chest for most of my adult life. This anxiety has pervaded the best memories and turned them into blurry shades of regret and worry, distorting and dismembering the past while also clouding the future. Even more so now, with masks, isolation, and quarantines, anxiety expanded into every corner of my being. It made itself at home. In the first couple months of this new reality, I felt like I was always trying to beat it or chase it down. I tried and I tried. No luck. Some days it felt nearly impossible to get up from my kitchen table, turn desk, turn classroom, and pull on my bike shorts. Susie could see it on me, but there she was anyway, smiling, begging for adventure. So I'd agree knowing mountains were the only place anxiety couldn't hold me captive. I'd grab my bike, close the door to my tiny house that seemed to have gotten tinier since lockdown, and we'd head out towards the trails. Heaving up the mountain, I shifted into an easier gear, stood up out of my seat. The climb was punchy and rocky, and Susie was far ahead, not heaving at all. She'd look back once in a while, smiling her reassuring, somewhat taunting smile, then, just as quickly, continue throwing herself off berms that I avoided, charging towards the next fun feature she could find. Struggling to keep up, my head occupied a totally different space. It sifted through conversations I had days ago, reminded itself of uncompleted tasks, worried about the fate of education, humans, and hospitals. I counted down the minutes until I could turn around. For every fun line Susie took, I chose a more direct, less adventurous one. I continued to slog up the climb. My mind was so loud. It disrupted the solace that surrounded me. I shook my head as if to X out of all the tabs I had open. I gazed forward to the top where Susie waited, catching her breath. And then suddenly, I saw it. I felt it. The sun shining straight on me. It seeped through gaps in the leaves. It made silhouettes out of backlit shrubs and trees. It smelled like the sun. I could feel it everywhere around me and on my skin. The understory began to recover the green it lost in the winter. The trails began drying out. It was quiet, but not an eerie quiet. A refreshing silence. One huge deep breath, intentionally breathing every bit of the sin, and I rolled through the last few pedal strokes to the top. Susie greeted me with her incessant smile. I wobbled off my bike and sat in the warm dirt. Durango spanned out in front of us, backlit just like the shrubs. Susie had her eyes closed and her smile wide open. She'd always seen what I had just let myself see. 
Susie's undivided presence brought me out of my mind and into the moment, here, loving every bit of this tiny adventure. I'm sorry, I whispered to myself, or maybe to Susie, or maybe to the trails. I dusted off my bike shorts, laughed at Susie's readiness, always waiting for me, but never upset about it. I dropped my seat down, shifted into a harder gear, and clipped one shoe in. I'll follow you, I said, looking at my girl. She wagged her border collie tail and looked at me eagerly, with a face half covered in dirt from the joy rolls she took a moment ago. Tongue out, like always. Four dirty speckled paws and the best attitude. I took a deep breath and off we went. Now, I followed her up every berm, took every turn with her amount of fervor. She tucked her ears and yelped when I got too close. She threw herself off jumps. I followed suit. Both of us were smiling, really smiling. It's so easy for me to lose myself. It's also easy to find myself. The weight of the world can feel blinding. And yet I continuously find myself in the line Susie chooses, in the sun pouring through the leaves, in the switchbacks that I have to stand up for, and in the inspiring depth of the mountains. I never want to trudge through any portion of my life And Susie's lines remind me to search for it, see it, feel it, be a part of it. I know I belong to a generation known for anxiety. I also know that our generation tirelessly tries to be better, to move forward, be a part of it. For this reason, I promise to always choose Susie's line. My name is Maddie Windsor McCarran, and this is my short. Thank you, Maddie, for sharing your story. Our stories come from friends, from friends of friends, and from you, our community. If you have a compelling idea for a guest or story lead, please give us a shout. You can use the submission form on our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. Music today from Bradley Carter, Kai Angle, Ken Christensen, and Brennan O'Connell. The tracks are courtesy of the artists Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. You can find the links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars with additional production help from Ashley Langholz and Becca Cahal. Our work by Anya Miller. Becca Cahal is our executive producer. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in.